morning I'm not going to read a passage of scripture with regards to the fruit of the Spirit peace but I do want to read over you today the words of Jesus and also the words of the Apostle Paul peace is so important to us and maybe this morning even as a believer your peace has been robbed can I just read these words over you maybe you just want to bow your head at this time as I read these words believe what the Lord has said believe what the Apostle Paul is saying and come back into that spirit of peace it is his gift to us John 24 and 27 says this peace I leave you my peace I give you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid John 16 and 33 says this I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world and Philippians 4 6 and 7 says this be anxious about anything be not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, peace is such a sought after state within our minds, within our hearts, within our families, within our communities, within the nations that we live. And of course, there are many hoping and praying for peace all over the world. Yet as we have seen, especially living in the nation that we live in, the peace is often at times very fragile and sometimes only lasts for a season. I was just thinking even during the week of Israel and how that they have signed a priest treaty with UEA and that's great and you know the first flight went into Bahrain you know the week afterwards and that sounds great and you would imagine that their country would be so pleased and jubilant and yet on their very streets of Jerusalem there has been for weeks and weeks now protests against the government because of their handling of the COVID crisis that our whole world is facing at this time. You know, as Christians, we know Galatians 5 has told us that the fruit of the Spirit is peace. And that's what we want to operate in today, a secure peace, a meaningful peace a peace that can only come from Almighty God himself. So today we're going to look at what biblical peace is again. We're going to look at the Greek. We're going to look at the Hebrew. We're going to look at the reasons why we have to operate in peace in our lives. And here they are, three of them. For true uh, relationship with God, we can never enter into relationship with God unless he provided peace for us, first of all. The second thing is we want to have a good representation of God and we will represent him by living in peace. And thirdly, that there is true reformation for God. And then we're going to look finally this morning at the how. How do we operate within peace? So let's look at the Greek and the Hebrew this morning. Well, the Greek word for peace is arena and the state of rest, quietness, calmness, and absence of strife, it means tranquility. It includes harmonious relationships between God and man, 
man and man, family and family, nation to nation. And Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Therefore, we can only truly operate in peace, as we've already said, when he is governing our lives. And it starts with having a personal relationship with him that we're going to look at in just a few moments. But also in the Hebrew, the word for peace is that lovely word shalom. And shalom again is a word meaning harmony, sorry, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, tranquility. And is often used among the Israeli people to greet one another. Someone will greet you in the street and they will say peace and often a person will reply peace, peace, wishing that person all of what we have just said over their lives. And that is what we desire in our lives and in our nations. But if Christ came to give us peace, we therefore must respond to him in peace also. Christ died on the cross that we would be forgiven of our sins because there was always that barrier between God and man and that sin. And when Christ came to this world to die for our sin, to take away from that sin, that meant that we could be united with God. And if you are listening to this broadcast this morning and you're not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and you have no peace in your life, the only way to receive peace is to ask the Lord to forgive you for missing his mark, his standard for your life, that you can come into relationship with him. He died to take away all of those sins that you and him could be united as one and have peace one with the other. And that starts by a prayer just asking God for forgiveness and promising to follow his way and in that is how you receive and walk in peace in your life and I hope and pray you do that today and if you have or are doing that please be in contact with us we would love to help you in this walk with God to really come into the fruit of the spirit and of peace child of God this morning we know the Lord has forgiven us of our sin and that is the why we do it we have to walk in that peace because he has given us peace but we know too that we often still miss his standards and when we sin against the Lord that's when we're often robbed of our peace I am so glad for first John 1 and 9 if we confess our sin, he is just, will forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This was not written for the unbeliever. It was written to the believer. The Lord knew our humanity. He knew at times we would still miss the mark. We would be robbed of our joy because of our sinfulness. And yet this scripture tells us that we can still be in relationship with Jesus by constantly confessing when we get it wrong. And he gives us forgiveness that we can stay in that relationship of peace, us with our God. And friends, you could never put a price on it. The Lord put a price on it. He put the price of his life on it that we could have peace. And we should be so thankful today that we can relate to God and be at peace with him all because of what the Lord accomplished for us on the cross. And as a part of us relating to God in that peace we also need to represent him he is our peace he's broken down every wall Ephesians 2 and 14 says for he himself is our peace who has made both one 
and has broken down the middle wall of separation. And of course, that lovely scripture in Isaiah 53 and 5 tells us he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity and the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So our relationship with the Lord has been healed. And that is because of what the Lord did for us on Calvary. But also he wants us to represent that peace to the families that we live in and the world that we live in. The people know that there is a way of peace because of what the Lord has done in us. So therefore we need to live in that peace that he's won for us. And that's by trusting him in all things. Do you remember the time when the disciples were on the boat and it had a storm? And I have this, you know, sort of almost mental picture of these disciples and some of them they were you know specialist fishermen they, they knew what they were doing and and they would have been in stars before and they were frantic on the ship and in the middle of all of this the Lord is down below sleeping in the middle of the storm and the disciples go do you not care that you know this is happening that we're going to drown and the Lord comes to the boat up to the top of the boat and stands and and he just says peace be still and the waves are still again do you know oftentimes when we go through things in our lives we forget that the Lord is in the midst of us and that he's at peace about the situation because he's in control of the situation. But because we forget that, we can be frantic with worry, sometimes pacing up and down, thinking the Lord doesn't care, and yet all the time he's on board in our lives, he's holding all things together in his name, and he's in control, and we need to focus on that, that whatever the situation today is, that God can still grant us his peace, because the Son through the Spirit abides in us and we need to take comfort that he's there and he can speak peace into our storms and you know church by us living in that manner having that confidence that the Lord is on board with us that he's with us that he won't forsake us that he's got all things in control that is amazing witness to the people around about us who may be frantic because they may be in the boat with you but when we can react in a peaceable manner, knowing that the Lord has got it, that is such a witness. When we live in peace with our community, that is a witness too. Because, you know, friends, we all have a standard. We all have standards in our lives, but we need to live not according to our standards of what we think is good, but we need to live according to God's standards within our life because when we don't that's where actually there becomes a lack of peace we're trying to make people fit into our way of living or they're trying to fit us into their way of living but we want to live in such a way that we live like the Lord Jesus Christ and we uphold his standards I want to read you James 3 13 to 18 it says this who is wise and understanding among you let them show it by their good life, by deeds done and the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, 
there you will find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes for heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. There's a lot of disunity in our world today because people in our world are always living for number one, always pushing their, themselves forward to get their way and to achieve and to accomplish. But that's not the way the Lord taught us to live. Jesus laid down his life for others. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we're going to represent peace to our world, if we're going to live in the peace of God, we have to live in a different way. And it's not about me, me, me. It's not about us having our way, but it's allowing God's way to operate within us in the Bible way, as we live in such a peaceful way, being considerate, submissive, um, being peace-loving people. And when we do that, we show our world that's in this rat race of trying to be number one and, and achieving over other people, we show them the real way of peace, the real way of harmony, the real way of being tranquil within our own spirit is by not joining that race, but living as Jesus did in submission to the Father, putting God's will first in our lives, even over our own desires. That is how we represent the Lord Jesus Christ to those people that walk around about us. And it's not just for those that are in close contact with us as well. The Bible asks us that we would be at peace with all men. And um, the Bible says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And Hebrews 12 and 14 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no one shall see the Lord. And I want to turn that on its head as well. Because if no one will see the Lord, if we're not walking and choosing peace, you know, our world will never see the Lord if we're not living in peace either because they see Jesus in us. And if we're peace-loving people, people who desire peace and pray for peace and operate in that peace, there's a greater chance that they will see the Lord Jesus Christ within us. We also need to operate in peace for true reformation, that we become like Jesus. Remember, he's called us to be like him. That's why we're looking at the fruit of the Holy Spirit at the moment. It's a part of our discipleship program. The Lord wants us to look like the Son and all of these attributes. They're of the Spirit of God who represents and is the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to change to be a peaceful people because that is our God of peace's heart. And when we consider all that he has done for us to allow us to have his peace, it would be an indictment if we don't walk in the peace that he has won for us. Was it ever said of you and your siblings as you were growing up, maybe you were fighting over something? Did your parents ever say to you, you know, you've got everything you've needed and wanted and you are still fighting? Or maybe as a parent, you've said that to your child, you know, you've got everything you've wanted today and 
of being so good to us and you are still not satisfied and you're still not fighting or you're still fighting there was no sense of peace among that family and you know God doesn't want us to not live in that peace. God wants us to operate in that peace because he's given it and it's, theirs, it's there for us for the taking and he wants us to live dwelling in that and not other things around us because he wants people to see that we are people of peace and he wants us to be at peace because he won that peace for us. I love the story of the World War the First World War, 1914, Christmas Eve. And I think a wee while ago, there might have been an advert on TV about this where around Christmas time, where at the Christmas Eve at 1914, that there were some signs went up from the British soldiers wishing the German soldiers a, a Merry Christmas. And peace fell in all the enemy lines. In fact, at one place, there was a football match between the Germans and the English. I think the Germans won. But apparently it is written that all through that day, people actually, even after their officers telling them not to, men went up into no man's land and they exchanged small gifts and wished each other a happy Christmas. And it goes on to say that for some parts of the trenches, that even went into the following day until new troops were brought in and contention was stirred up again and the fighting began all over again. But what caused that peace that day? It was the thought of why Jesus came and what Jesus did to bring peace. I want to encourage you today that we have a reformation of our hearts, that for what the Lord won for us, that we operate in and if we're at odds with others, that we make peace because Jesus accomplished peace for us. So let's live in this peace. And I know sometimes, church, we have done our best to be at peace with people and they've put a barrier up and their hands up. And in those situations, we just keep praying peace over those people's lives and wishing them peace and praying blessing over their lives. And we have to leave it then to the Lord. But for us, operate and what God has called us because he paid such a price. So let's change from within by the power of the Holy Spirit to be a people who love peace. When we think of what he did, just like these soldiers on this Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, when they thought of what the Lord had done, their fighting ceased. And when we think of what the Lord has done us, we want to become like him, our God of peace and operate in peace with those that are in and around our lives today. So the why of peace is that we have a relationship with God. We want to represent the Lord and we want to be reformed within ourselves. We want, yes, to live in peace with those around about us, but we also need to learn to be at peace with ourselves. And that may mean today that we grant ourselves in our heads we know by the reading of the scriptures that God has forgiven us of our sin but sometimes we need to grant ourselves the peace we know God has forgiven us but we're still troubled within our spirit because it may be something we've done or said or a behavior that we've expressed but when God says that he's forgiven us he has forgiven us so therefore we need to live 
and pace ourselves. Maybe again, it's our outward circumstances that bring us anxiety and trouble us. But once again, we need to remember who is within. He is the spirit of peace. And we need to give ourselves permission not to live in that peace or somebody else like these soldiers to can to stir up contention again. We need to accept God's peace and choose to live in that peace. And that's the high. Christ has given us the high. Galatians 1, 19 to 20 says this, For it pleased the Father that in him Jesus should all the fullness dwell, and that fullness is dwelling in us too. And having made peace, peace through the blood of the cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself. Because the blood was shed, we have peace because he declared peace. And friends, what we need to do is because of the blood that was shed to grant us peace, we need to walk in that peace, to appropriate that peace, to declare that peace over our lives and our relationships one with the other. The scripture says in Romans 12 and 18, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceable with all men. You see, friends, the power of peace is within us. We know that we are going to develop the fruit of the Holy Spirit when we abide in him. And we've talked about how we submit to his authority, his love, his power. We spend time reading his word, which we're doing now and declaring the word over ourselves and talking and dialoguing with God about this in our hearts and in our lives. But here we also see there has to be intention we need to intentionally live in peace as well. We need to choose peace. We need to say just like as love is an act of the will, so is peace. And we need to choose not to have conflict with people, but choose to live in peace with God, with ourselves and with those around about us. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, that you live peaceable with all men. Yes, as I said, sometimes they may not choose, people may not choose to respond in peace, but we can still show them God's peace in our hearts, God's goodwill towards them. Do you know, just a couple of things to say on that one. How do we then allow people who, we may be at peace in ourselves, but those around us may not be at peace. How do we show peace? Do you remember the story in Genesis um, chapter 50 when the brothers of Joseph find the goblet, the gold goblet within the sack and they are immediately perturbed and Joseph says this, peace to you, fear not. Later on in Joseph's life as well, you know, we know around, sorry, around that same time, you know, Joseph meets his brothers and when they realise who he is and that he could actually do them harm because of the harm that he did on them. But Joseph chose to speak words of love and to put them at ease. And church today, as we represent God's peace, let's do it in our words. Let's put people at ease. Let's not be fearful of what we could say or do against them. 
but speak words of positive grace and love over their lives to bring them to peace even when they've maybe done wrong towards us. Let's speak peace over them. And secondly, it's not just in the words that we say, but you know, we can cause peace in others by having a listening ear. Do you remember when Jethro encouraged Moses to bring some elders on because he was becoming weary with all the concerns of the people? The people in turn were thinking he didn't care and wasn't available. So he, he opened up his team so that people could come and express what they were going through, express their anxiety, the, the, the things that were happening between them. They needed someone to listen and to, somebody to help them work out their difficulties. And there's a lovely verse that says in Exodus 18 and 23, if you will do this thing and God commands you so, then you shall be able to endure and all the people shall go to their place in peace. Sometimes people just need to be heard. Sometimes those that may be at angst with you or being off with you, maybe we just need to open up our hearts and our ears to listen to what they've got to say and then they can go in peace. Church, I pray that we will work with the Holy Spirit, that we will be more and more in relationship with our God of peace and allow him to bless us inwardly with his peace. I pray too that we will represent him to our world by being a people of peace when everybody else is panicking that we hold our peace knowing that we're held by Almighty God in our circumstances and in our, in our situations that we're held by God. And again, I want to say today, if you are in a storm, if you're in a, a relationship, if you're in a situation where there is no peace, if there's angst, I just pray today that you will know that God is holding you and that you can bring peace by the power of the Holy Spirit into your life, into your situation, into that circumstance by just inviting the fruit of the Spirit to multiply within you, inviting God to take over control because he Believe him at his word. He holds all things together. He is in control. And of course, we want to continually change to be more and more, have that reformation of our own hearts to be more like Jesus because in the end, it's going to be better for us to be more like him. Church today, we started this time around God's word by reading God's word over you and today I as we bring this to a close I just want to do the same thing and I'm going to ask you once again could you close your eyes for just one moment by your head and listen to these words they come from our God and my heart is behind them for you as our church community and family I love his point it's such a community of grace but we also want us to be a people of peace, living in his peace, showing peace and representing peace and having peace in our own hearts too. And this is my prayer for you this morning. Romans 15 and 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him.
so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Church abide in the Spirit of God today and allow him to produce that joy and that peace within you. And finally this morning, 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. Amen.